Have you ever wanted to argue with God? Be honest. How many times did you find in your life that God's plan for you didn't quite fit into what you thought should be your plan? Isn't this especially true when suffering comes into our life? That we grapple with that suffering, we wrestle with God, and we want to give God advice on how to run things. And we question Him. Suffering can do that. And we struggle to understand suffering in our lives. Well, this morning we continue our series, Wrestling with God. And we look at a time when Peter wrestled with God regarding this topic of suffering. And in reply to Peter, Jesus helps him and us to understand our suffering better. Peter wrestled with God, but not like the others that we've seen in our series so far. He was a believer, yes, but he wrestled with God, not holding on to God's word like so many others did, but he wrestled with God by arguing with God and contradicting him. To understand why Peter came to this point, we probably need to get a little bit of helpful background. You see, Jesus had just had Peter make a bold confession of who he was. Peter had claimed and spoken of Jesus as the Christ, the Chosen One, the Son of the Living God. Peter knew how majestic and glorious the person and work of Jesus was. And Jesus affirmed that Peter was right. He is the Christ, the Son of God. And that on Peter's confession, he would build his church. And to affirm the strength of his working that gospel in his kingdom, Jesus told his disciples that not even the forces of evil, none of them could withstand, not the gates of hell against God's church. Peter knew the powerful, majestic person and work of Jesus. That's why what Jesus said next shook Peter to the core. Jesus then showed his disciples that he had to suffer many things going to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the chief priests, the elders, and the experts in the law and be killed and on the third day rise again. Yes, Jesus was headed towards glory and was performing a glorious work and he would conquer sin and death and all evil. But his path led through many sufferings, the cross and to death. Peter could not stand this. He could not bear the thought. So like someone who takes his pro wrestler off the ring and jumps into the ring in the corner and gives him a little pep talk, Peter had some words to share with Christ. So he jumps into the ring, pulls Jesus aside and into the corner and basically starts to tell him, that's loser talk. We're not going to do that, Jesus. God, have mercy on you. May this never happen to you, Jesus. Peter wanted the glory but couldn't understand the suffering and the cross. Peter wasn't alone in that. The message of a Savior who suffered to accomplish his purpose is something that many have a hard time dealing with. It was in 2013 that a major American church body decided they didn't want to include the phrase, the wrath of God, when talking about Jesus on the cross and his suffering. 
although it was part of a, a popular hymn, they wanted to remove that phrase because they struggled with the concept of a suffering Savior who bore the wrath of God. And many Christians have struggled to deal with this concept of a Savior who suffered to the point where they want the glory, but they don't want the cross that leads them there. Peter's struggle is one that many Christians have felt throughout history. The struggle of dealing with suffering and a Savior who suffered and died. Throughout the history of the Christian church, Christians have been mocked for their belief in a Savior who was crucified. And Christians have struggled to hold on to that as part of the core teaching of the faith, that God came in human flesh, the glorious Son of the living God, suffered and died. And so they relegate that to a, a small, insignificant part of their theology, or even dismiss it entirely. I've seen, sadly, ministries that focus on prosperity. Who wants to hear about suffering, after all? They will speak of the life of those who follow God as filled with blessing and goodness and prosperity, and suffering has no picture, no part of the believer's life. Children's literature will speak of the life of a believer as one that's beautiful and blessed, and forget to mention the suffering of the Christ or the suffering of those who follow. But I think there was more to it in Peter's fear of Christ's suffering, more to it than simply embarrassment, more to it than simply being ashamed of a Savior who suffered. No, Peter would end up later on outright denying Jesus because he didn't want to face suffering too. Jesus would be bound and Peter would see him as he stood on trial and was beaten. And as he stood before his accusers, Peter would witness the suffering of the Messiah. And someone would question Peter if he knew Jesus, if he belonged to Jesus. And Peter would deny him saying, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. I do not know the man. Why? Because I don't want to suffer too. The reason that Peter was so afraid of a suffering Savior is he was afraid of his own interest and what it meant for himself as well. A Christian might at times be afraid of proclaiming the message of the cross and suffering because we will do whatever it takes for ourselves to avoid suffering. After all, when you follow Christ, suffering will come. Jesus put a quick end to his self-appointed coach, Peter, and his counsel. As he, in turn, rebuked Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Peter, you don't understand God's game plan. Not only that, but you're not even rooting for the right team, Peter. You're not even on the right team. This harsh rebuke is an important reminder for everyone who recoils at suffering and the message of the cross. When we wish to push aside suffering for the sake of the gospel, we are on the wrong side. The message of the cross is a must. At times, yes, Christians will face loss. As Jesus says, if anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. To follow Christ does 
mean what Peter feared. It does mean suffering too. A Christian will face suffering for the sake of the gospel as they lose relationships with family. Their career may not advance as much if they make known that they follow Christ. And they will suffer in many other ways, persecution, mockery, and loss. Some Christians around the world, even loss of the security of their families or perhaps even loss of their lives. All for the sake of following Christ. How much are you prepared to face? How much loss are you prepared for the sake of following Jesus and his suffering? To deny yourself means to forget about your own interests, to forget about what you consider most important, that is avoiding pain and finding pleasure in this life, to put aside all interest and things of this world that turn aside from Christ, to forget about 90% or more of the entertainment modes of this world which are godless, and to say, I will follow Christ, means to deny self, not God. And it means to take up a cross. It means to bear whatever suffering is involved for the sake of following Christ. And to face that suffering as we follow Christ. How much does it take for you to turn aside from following him? To put something else first in your life? Does it take some threat of loss? Does it take feeling outside of the group of peers? Does it take struggling with the world telling you it's not worth the time or the money or the effort to support a suffering Savior who allows you to suffer? Peter deserved a strong rebuke. When Jesus recognized what Peter was mentioning, he said, get behind me, Satan, because Peter's mindset of the things of men would turn him aside from God's gospel and his glory, would turn him aside from the only thing that really mattered. When you and I begin to turn aside from the message of suffering, and begin to want to pull God aside and argue with him that we don't deserve suffering, we need to look at that message of the cross once more. After all, if we were to argue with God and tell him that we don't deserve suffering, that's an argument that we could never win, an argument which we never want. All the suffering that you see in this world, all the pains that are faced, are only a small part of what you and I and this whole world has deserved because of our sinful rebellion against God, because of our love of self in denial of a God who loves us. We would deserve to face that suffering along with Satan forever if we were to get what we deserve. Rather, what we should marvel at is how God came to face that suffering and said he had to go to Jerusalem. He had to suffer. The most amazing thing is not that there's suffering in this world, it's that God came into this world to bear that suffering for our sake. He had to go to Jerusalem to face that suffering for you and for me. And so that we might not remain with the devil and thinking the things of men, but see the things of God. Jesus came to suffer so that we might belong to God and suffer in our place the wrath of God. And so we begin to understand 
why there is suffering. Jesus suffered so that we might belong to God and so that God might be glorified. And we suffer because we belong to God and also so that we might bring glory to God in our lives. This was the case with Peter. Later on, Peter, who was forgiven for his denial, Peter would follow Christ. And he would recognize God's purpose and plan with the things of God meant more than suffering. Yes, the things of God involves a path of a cross and suffering. But Jesus, bearing in mind the things of God, knew that it also meant a glorious victory and resurrection, that he would rise on the third day. The things of God are the same for us. Jesus says, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake has found it. We might suffer many things, but in Christ, we know the things of God ends in glory, even if it be through suffering to bring him glory. Peter would be led in his older age and brought to suffering. History records that he was crucified upside down. But Peter and many other Christians like him could go forward and follow Christ and they could face that suffering. Not wrestling or arguing with God, why am I suffering this? But recognizing Christ suffered to bring glory to God and to bring us to God. We too, because we belong to God now, will suffer but will also, in that suffering, bring glory to our God. The one who said, Whoever wants to follow me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It doesn't matter if you lose the things of this world or you lose your career or friendships or whatever it might be, even your life. If you have Christ, you have gained everything. Follow him through suffering. Maybe at times you want to take God aside and argue with him. But he takes us aside and reminds us, follow me and you have life. <laughs>